0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Simon Millage, and to my left is Manservant Hecubus. How are you, Jason? I'm very well, thanks. I feel like a new man. Yes. (laughs) Um, Oh, and the show is called Pod Stallions, but you probably knew that because you pressed play. (laughs) It is New Year's Eve. Um, We are into the spirits, uh, meaning uh, for me, a Ouija board, and um, we thought we would do an episode. Uh, in between celebrating the end of this rather fantastic year.
1: Yeah, I think it was. Um, I think it was really something. That's mm-hmm. a good. That's a good way to, to describe it. Um, but I want to say first off that we haven't talked in, long, in a while. Things no. Have been, well, things have been hectic in your life. Things have been pretty hectic in my life, in good and bad ways. Um, so apologies to everybody that we haven't we haven't done this in a while. But it it truly is. It wasn't for lack of you know not not wanting to or not having topics or whatever. It just was like, but before you knew it, everything sort of got away from us. And it's you know it's Christmas or it's the end of the year kind of thing. So
0: yeah, well you you got busy with uh, a job and that is uh, the working in the industry. You you have feast or famine. So when you get busy, you're no longer available. And then um, I've had a misery sandwich for the last three and a half weeks that just was the gift that kept on giving it was like i think in the last um days leading up to christmas i um i lost uh work i lost uh my dog and i lost someone uh special in my life and um yeah you know you, the last thing in the world you want to do is make videos or podcasts when you're you feel like crap you know you, and and um so, we went into this kind of like well, I did and went into like self care mode and just laid low and chilled out and watched television and um here we are, you
1: know? yeah, yeah it um that's that's a that's that's the, the summing up right there you had some heavy stuff and and um yeah, it's just a, it's just you know it's it's- it's a, it's, a, it's cliche to keep saying it, but it truly is like certainly on this side of the pond that I'm on as opposed to your side of the pond um if, the, if there were a pond
0: <laughs> it's more like a landmass. but sure
1: between, between some lakes um yeah. for for many reasons i won't go into um 2020 and uh surrounding years have been have been brutal yeah but the, you're truly is, it's like a cliche but it truly is just like every every you know crappy thing that could have happened is, is sort of happened um
0: and I just spilled a drink in my lap, so
1: um, it's still the gift that keeps on giving. And I have, um... you know, that's never going to happen in 2021.
0: Yeah, that's right. It will be. Sp- well, I can't. No, sorry. That that that's not. That's science fiction. Um, I will still be spilling drinks on myself. But this was spectacular. So thank so you. It was, pro- it, it was probably the ghost. It was probably the
1: ghost. Yeah, yeah. Um. So we thought because we also didn't really prepare a whole lot and we spent the last 40 minutes on the phone, just catching up. Yeah. Um, we thought, what should we do? What should we talk about? etc. And I think, um, I threw out a, a topic and, and Brian um, said yes. And the more I think about it now, I'm going to say why, because this thing we're going to talk about, which is, you know, you'll see at this point, if you've clicked on it, and it's, if you haven't seen this show and all the things surrounding it, you should stop the show now before you hear something you shouldn't. Um, but The Mandalorian has been this thing that I think what we, what, what we sort of got this season, when you talk about how heavy um, the year has been and uh, the ups and downs with everything, suddenly something happened. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. It doesn't matter what your takeaway is. What's extraordinary about it to me is in an age where uh, it is virtually impossible to keep anything secret. It's impossible to be surprised by much of anything anymore. Um, you know, you have to see a show immediately, otherwise social media is going to ruin it. Or you have to see the movie, you know, when we, when we were going to movies, you know, the day it came out before you heard too much or, or whatever, or you read too many articles, etc. Um, uh, this extraordinary thing happened that, um, that I think is, is exciting and pretty remarkable what, what the show had pulled off, not once but twice, by, by opening the show and keeping the, the child uh, secret. Even in, even in you know, um, sort of pre-meetings with licensing and everything else, they did not show the child. They showed a human uh, child, a little, a little baby girl so, like, nobody knew this thing was, was happening and, and coming. And for them, to, for Favreau and Filoni to say, please keep this quiet, trust me, maybe by, by Christmas you'll have, we'll have merchandise, but just don't do this, was a huge gamble. Um, and it's amazing that, it, that, it, that they did it and it pulled off. And then to have the finale go the way that it did and truly have just one day where everybody sort of is reacting to something simultaneously. I thought was pretty extraordinary and a pretty amazing way to um, to end the year in, a, in yeah. a pop culture. The reason I wanted to bring this
0: up, even though this is generally a retro show, um, is the fact that, and this is people who don't know me, but it's a small miracle that I watched a Star Wars Show and was intrigued. I've just been so burned out on the brand for so long. And, uh, it doesn't owe me anything, but I just felt like I had like hit a wall with star Wars in my twenties where mm-hmm. I was like, I really don't care about star Wars. And then, you know, the prequels came out and they did not bring back any of that vibe that I, you know, felt, I didn't, I never felt like a kid. Um, my son was obsessed with clone Wars mm-hmm. and I just couldn't get into it, um, The Force Awakens looked interesting. And then as the series progressed, I just, yeah, it's just another thing. Um, And I I just had resigned myself to, well, I liked Star Wars as a kid, but there's no nostalgia there now for me. Like, it just doesn't, it just, nostalgia is the wrong word, but there's, I think I just peaked Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And I didn't um, personally feel... Like there was anything wrong with that. I just like, all right, that's not my thing. And I have lots of things, Um, lots and lots of things to obsess about. It's fine. Um, (laughs) So for me to watch this show and really be engaged with it, I think is a testament to how good it is in terms of um, in terms of its quality that, um, you know, the jaded, bitter guy who doesn't really count himself as a big Star Wars fan Um, you know, like I, I don't know if you've ever. I did a video on my Star Wars collection, and it's all basically 78 stuff.
1: Well, well, you you bring up. I have to jump in because you bring up a good. Well, because because the the what, uh, you're you're certainly on a different level, sort of than than I am. But to be fair, it it became one of these things. Like like whatever's got Star Wars on it, I will I will see or I will watch either right away or eventually. Like, like it's just going to happen. It doesn't mean I'm going to dig it or love it or my takeaway is going to be the same or, you know, whatever. Um, because it's just it's just this this thing that's there and I'm curious about, and if I hear enough good things, whatever. Clone Wars is something I took my time with because I just, for me, it's like Jedi, Jedi, Jedi. I'm just kind of, you know, I don't need to, to hear it here anymore. Uh, Rebels I loved because it was like a ragtag group of you know these these people doing things and the the jedi and the force were in there whatever and i think i actually think that rebels is kind of a precursor to to mandalorian to sort of what we got in mandalorian but i think there's a there's a bigger thing here which is beyond and we won't go into i don't want to go into all the fandom and the 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 the, the crazy people and the the people that want to die on certain hills etc um you said something interesting and so here we you you and i you know grew up with these three movies mm. And I love them. I love all three of them. I do not love Return of the Jedi the way I love the first two. I will watch it. Of course, it's dear to me. Yeah. But, I would, but, but if, if I'm to, and this is not being hypercritical. This is just where it's at. Um, even when it came out, I was like, you know, this is not, this is not on par. I like a third of this or whatever. And I could certainly. How, remember, how
0: old were you when it came out?
1: I think I was 11 or 12. Yeah, I, I honestly,
0: uh, my wife adores Return of the Jedi. She is younger than me, and I have a theory that, you know, we were 12-year-old cynics.
1: Well, and... I, well it may, there might be something to that, but but it, it also is okay. okay I got to even move the. Okay, what I'm trying to get to is I'm only, I'm going to move it even further back. Here's here's the here's the truth of it. Like like the way that everybody goes on about. Oh, Uncle George's vision and Disney doesn't know what they're doing. This person did it. George Lucas, and, and I will, you know, he, he will always be forever special to me and, you know, what he pushed the boat out with, etc. But the further away we get from everything he did, the, and I've said this before on this podcast, um, the more you really have to step back and go, he is one of the luckiest human beings that ever lived. Because the the pace of the original edits of, of the 76 Star Wars were so atrocious and abysmal that had it been released, it never would have done what it did. And everywhere around him, he had a Brian De Palma or a Marshall Lucas or you know whoever saying, you have to change this, you have to do this, speed this up, take this bit of dialogue out, etc. The design... The Ralph Macquaries and the Joe Johnston's and the John Williams's and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What you can point to is casting and other choices that, that he made that you can pinpoint to him. And the reason I can sort of back this up is when he's left to his own devices, when it was all down to him and him alone, you got the prequels. And so so the imagination is there and the ideas are there and whatever. And we all know that none of this stuff was laid out. None of it. Um, what you what you get is uh, a, a, a failure to understand how to tell stories. So for me, it's like the when when I hear people go, you know, this is they they destroyed George Lucas. No, no, they didn't. Nobody did. In fact, I would say that Filoni and Favreau and Abrams, I would defend Abrams' two movies to to my death because he had a plan. There was a plan that he and Kasdan had for three movies for a story that. That evolved. And now you're seeing in Mandalorian some of the backstory that we got in those where that where those were heading. So when episode nine comes and everyone's going, how could there be this and how could there be that? It's like, well, this this show is showing that just because they were defeated, the Empire never went away. This thing was always there for 30 years. And so it's kind of bleak that the heroes are always trying to stay one step ahead and never quite get there because they're not as powerful, you know, et cetera. So what I'm getting at is I, I, I find the first and the second movie to be the Godfather one and Godfather two of, of all of this. And then everything else is kind of diminished, you know, returns. And I can pick and choose, you know, what I dig and what I'm attracted to, but I can't say across the board, you know, I love all this stuff. That's just not the case. Um, so So I think what you've got with this show is people that that loved and adored those first movies and understood what other people brought to them that made that storytelling so good. Not not just George, but other people that came in and created things or pushed things or, you know, Lawrence Kasdan or, you know, whatever, um, and said, that's the vibe we're going for, because that is what what made these things so special. Um, even though all of these things have an audience, obviously the, the prequels have a whole, a whole audience of people that, you know, adore them, uh, uh, apparently. Um, but I, think- I, I live with somebody who
0: adores them. Um, and you know, I, I don't get it. I, I have my own theory as to why the prequels are, um, a little lacking in certain departments. And that was just Lucas. Um, you know, you've got somebody who's had 25 years of, Um, being wealthy and um, you know I think he's made some very successful uh, decisions and I think by not hiring a director to challenge him a little bit was a huge mistake
1: well I think Uh, I I think not hiring uh, screenwriters I think I think not not hiring I mean you know there's there's plenty of stuff out there you know, on YouTube or wherever that you can look at that will show you even it still would have been an intriguing film. 77 Star Wars still would have been an intriguing film had it been just left to him. But it would not absolutely 1000 percent not have been what it was had he not had a bunch of people, you know, p- you know, put their hands in it and tweak things, and, you know, et etc. Um, and then, of course, Empire, you know, kasdan and lay bracket and some things that lucas had you know etc by the time you get to jedi i don't know how much but we all we all know you know the the more you look at the rough stuff from 76 yeah you look at it and you go there was never he he didn't know who vader was gonna he absolutely was not gonna be what he was in 80 and then leia and all this that was never the plan there was never this is not tolkien's you know <laughs> yeah. Tolkien Star Wars tradition. And I for, I forgive that. I, I really do. Um, I, 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 I can I can absolutely forgive it. But it's like let's people get so precious about it where I go, come on, wait a second. Hold on. It's not that's that's it's not these other things. It's it's all the best things that he loved. You know, I mean it was even it was even more like Kurosawa's Hidden Fortress than it ended up being. It was almost like a remake of Hidden Fortress in addition to everything else that he loved thrown into a, to a blender to make this thing. And it, and it is what it is. And it's, and it's, we love it for, for what it is, but it's, it's never, you know, it's not Frank Herbert or Tolkien or whatever. It's meant to be what it is. And I think when, when, when people track, like if you, if people don't like the, the new trilogy and everyone knows how I feel about the, the middle one and I feel very strongly about it, not, not that, Not so much in, not as much the storytelling and the things that happened, you know, to characters, but just that for two and a half hours, nothing happens in this important trilogy and an important story where the, the the third one then has to make up lost time and fill a bunch of stuff in because somebody decided to let this this happen. That's where it gets derailed, and that derailment, and I'll stand by this too, that derailment of it did something to it. That midichlorians could not do, that Jar Jar Binks could not do, that Ewoks could not do, that that none of it, much as you hate whatever those things are, none of it drove a wedge like that middle movie did. And it never recovered. And I think um, I, I really think that that episode nine in the years to come, people will go, you know what? We made a mistake. That was actually really there was really something amazing that happened there. Uh, because you couldn't you couldn't it was hard to find a good review of it. And yet ninety nine percent of the reviews for The Last Jedi were were five star. Mm. And it's like I, I don't know what happened here where I don't suddenly. But, but when this thing happened, I don't. Did you, did you feel like because I don't think so. But did you feel like when we got to that finale that there was a conscious effort on the maker's part to say, we you know this is what it's meant to be this is like we know that something there's a hunger that wasn't fulfilled because of the derailment and we're going to give it to you now
0: i can honestly say and and spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched it um i did not know what was going to happen in the ending i had completely uh managed to block it out and um When that X-Wing showed up, I said to my family, that's Luke. And they were like, no way. And um, I was really, you know, I I was emotional about that. Like, oh, my God, they did it. And, yes, it's a little bit of fan service. But maybe we all, like, you know, it's been a rough year. (laughs) Um, But also, also, well, okay. What is Star Wars but the feels, you know? Uh, It's not, I'm sorry, it's not super
1: deep. I'm gonna stop you right there. If I if I want to one thing most from 2021, it's to never hear or read the term fan service again. I don't know where this term comes from. I don't know why it is so frequently used. Well, I just don't think it's a bad thing all the time. It I don't I don't look, I mean, you and I agree on uh Back to the Future uh, part two, let's say. People love it, it and get it. Fine. Okay. <laughs> but you but the thing is, you and I can look at it and go, if you want to if you want to if you were to ask me what my definition of fan service is, I would say that movie, because that movie is is almost shot for shot. A remake of the first. Oh, one. yeah. It, it, all it, it, it does is wink at the audience and repeat lines and repeat scenes and repeat settings and repeat characters, but do it in a, in a, in a different time zone or whatever the hell it was. That is fan service. And to it's me. beloved. So having James Bond say bond James Bond or ordering a martini, is that fan service? Like like there are things that you, you don't go to a Bond film to see him do office work. And if and if suddenly we're Wait, living in a world slow where, down. I'm saying if suddenly we're living in a world where where people go I'd rather see you know, James Bond. James not Bond King will people. be back in double sided copies only. I want him riding a 10-speed in a bike helmet yeah. and bike shorts and and never carrying a gun. Because the argument for fan service is we keep going back to episode eight where people yeah. say if you if you criticize they go well the, your problem is you expected deet, de 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 or you wanted dat 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 Well I I guess I did because if if Princess Leia suddenly decided to become an, you know a drug lord and run a brothel. Um, you know, in in episode seven or whatever, I would have been it would have I would have scratched my head and said, that's honest, I don't think that makes any sense for this character. you know whatever it was. So we we do want to see we, we want it's OK to have frailty. It's OK to have depth. It's OK to have darkness. I think the original movies gave us that the the second one is is pure scar tissue for me in many ways. And it was a very bold thing to do. It was never afraid of circumventing what maybe what you kind of thought was going to happen. That second film does it. That second film totally takes the wind out of people because nobody saw that coming, that by the end of it, the credits were going to hit and you're going to go, what the fuck? Like nobody, everybody lost, like nobody lost. I didn't expect. So this fan service term that keeps getting thrown around, I think, well, what is the, what is the, where do they draw? What do you draw the line in what fan service is. Is it, is it fan service that we waited 20 some, you know, however many movies to hear Captain America say, Avengers assemble? We knew we were going to get it, but the fact that we got it, does that mean it's like, well, fans were waiting for that, so way to sell out, Marvel. You fucking gave them the phrase. Like, are, don't we want to hear the character say that? Isn't that what they said in the comic for however many years? I just don't understand why everything became so oh, well, that's, you know, well, it's typical, you, you know, you know, you want, you know, James Bond to carry a gun and say, like, well, it's, you know, it's, you, you just expect that. It's like, well, right. I mean, don't we, I mean, I don't know my, where does this term sort of, when did this term happen? Like, where was, I? was I, I, I? I don't
0: know. Um, I, you know, I, I hear it as an accusatory tone, but I, I think we dissect everything a little too much. And, um, you know, like we were talking before the, recording of wonder woman 84 and i was like it's a passable superhero movie it's not the best thing i've seen i would say it was like somewhere in the middle and i i don't get why people get all up in arms about these things it's it's gossamer it's entertainment um and with a lot of this stuff i just you know it's it's there to distract us it's there to bring us a little joy in our lives and like everything else people can you know make it kind of joyless um
1: yeah but it's, I, I it's it's case by case like i i and i'm gonna i agree with you with, with the the new Wonder Woman. it's like i i don't even have that much of an investment in it to to have an opinion but if it's something i can't that... think of a film that i've ever watched in
0: the last well okay uh the one i guess that would be the worst would be um uh the, the, the Frank Miller's the, the Frank Miller Spirit movie. Oh, if there was anything that was going to turn me evil, oh my God. it was that one. And I mean like I really love the you know Will Eisner and I love the character of the spirit and and what um uh, what uh, uh, Miller did was disgusting in my opinion. And um I know there's some people who actually like it but I'm sorry he he just made it his own thing and it was terrible.
1: Just, and just... Just an assault it was just an assault i mean i would and i would would say partially yes the character and all that that we what we kind of wanted or hoped to get one day but also just as a movie it's so it it is such a blunt instrument you know i just don't i it's just it's it's a it's atrocious i just think it's atrocious i um I, i remember
0: watching it and i watched it on netflix um and I was probably six beers in when I did because um, <laughs> I was like, oh, well, let's try this. I remember thinking, well, if this is the thing that makes me bitter, it didn't work. You know, like I'm not going to be mad about pop culture and, um, you know, it's forgotten. And and it, it hurts my heart because Brad Bird at one time was going to make a uh, um, uh, like a pixar type film for the spirit yes yes, which i think but, would have an ideal i remember i was at san diego comic-con and they announced that um
1: yeah that would have been great
0: and of course we got what we got um sam but
1: jones. get the sam jones tv one
0: i like the sam jones the the, the best spirit movie.
1: Best spirit movie. Um,
0: <laughs> but the um the fact i'm just trying to make is that it's I won't let pop culture make me bitter, you know, um lots of things make me bitter in this life uh, and, and my property taxes upset me uh, it's, it's like I can just it, it,
1: I was, it, won't, it won't make me bitter it's like it's like and 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 you know we again, I can't you can't talk about this without talking about the last Jedi, you can't talk about Mandalorian without talking about that trilogy or how things went or whatever, but I remember not, you know, having certain friends that would say, "Can we? Are you free tomorrow night? Can you? Can you go see this one? Did you see it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I saw it yesterday. Can you see it with me again?" I can't. I don't know how I feel. But I'm like, "I don't either." You know, I saw it three times in the theater because I, I kept thinking, "Am I, am I missing something? Is there something more here that I, I want this to work? I'm so excited about this. My God, Luke is here." Da 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 da. da. Um. And then, you know, the, the, you know, after it's like, you know, my instinct, my initial instinct was what it was. And that's how it was each time. And, you know, whatever. Then you just I started to run into all these people that just adored it. Like it's the best. Like if you if someone likes that film and I know people that put it in their top three of all of them, they despise Solo and Episode Nine Mm -hmm. And when Solo came out, I went, oh, this is Star Wars to me. Now, yeah, now I, th- this, I thought Solo was kind of fun. This is this is what this is this is what if this is fan service, then I will eat it up because this is this is a Star Wars movie to me, and I like Rogue One as as well. Um, for you know, it's not perfect, but I mean, I like a lot of stuff about it, and I think it gets better, you know, the more I the more I sort of see it. But it's it's just that it's it's you know it's something that is it's what's most extraordinary I think about it is. We have all this stuff. We're living in this embarrassment of riches. That there's so much stuff out there that's being made, you know, etc., which is great. Um, But you know, a lot of times it's by committee and it gets done wrong. And when I look at like the MCU and see how it's spread out over however many movies, and there's a plan and all this stuff, I look at these things and I go. This is this is something that's, you know, obviously the most beloved trilogy, you know, of all time, I would say uh, across the board, just the, the pop cultural impact. And you go. So so the disappointment is not like it's not going to ruin my life. I'm not going to I'm not going to lose sleep. I'm not going to fall into a dep- depression like I did. As yeah, a kid Yeah. Yeah. None of that. But it is like you go, God damn it. You know, like this is so we're not asking for much. You know, I always point to you talk about fan service again, like I always point to Force Awakens and I will defend it on, on a, a bunch of levels. I love it. I absolutely love it, mainly for Han Solo. But I would bet anybody that you'd ask when those movies were going to come back did not think that Han and Leia were going to have been split up in that movie. Yeah. And that, that's a bold storytelling choice, I think. That is anything but fan service. I agree. You know, because everybody think of how many Han and Leia themed weddings there have been over the last, you know, thirty years that people have. I've been invited to all of them. (laughs) You know what? And then you get there, and you're like, oh, shit, it didn't work out, I guess. Oh, yeah. But there's something really bold about it and smart, and you go, yeah, they probably wouldn't have stayed together. So I don't mind if if Luke's got a drinking problem or if he's got PTSD or whatever. It had nothing to do with, with any of that. It had to do with the logic behind the choices made. And the, again, the further away we get, the more we realize there was a plan, and it got crumpled up and thrown into a waste paper basket, and then everybody went shit okay well, i will i will i will surrender that there
0: have been you know times where even i will see a movie and go what what are they doing here like uh it perplexes you like um when they made that uh uh rise of cobra gi joe film um which i love I I, okay. yeah it's so so good um <laughs> it it had this whole um it had this whole weird vibe about it where, and I don't have like a huge emotional investment into GI Joe. I have played with them as a kid, but, um, but I couldn't get over that. They had all these iconic characters that people of a certain age, anyone over the age of like 25 would recognize immediately and want to see the film. And they changed every single look. Yes. And yeah. it's like, Cobra Commander is a perfect design. Like, why would you F with that? Like, why would you, that's so, that can only be ego. I just because
1: remember, I just remember, who's the, was it Joseph Gordon-Leavitt? Was he in it? Yeah, he was Cobra Commander. Oh. Yeah, he was Cobra Commander, yeah. No, you get Joseph Gordon-Leavitt, he's in like two scenes. Yeah. You get him in this wig and a thing on his face, and he's just, he's obviously on set just gesticulating wildly because some other guy comes in and goes i'm gonna tell you about your story and i'm like am i missing something is this meant to be high camp is it, yeah. is it meant to be like what what is the what line? are they
0: going for here yeah
1: i don't expect it to be shakespeare not at all
0: oh if yeah I'm, no this could be as dumb as, as as you want it to be but yeah i i I just didn't understand any of the choices there and clearly near to nearly did the audience. Um, uh, well, but so it was, it's, so
1: it's, it's again, it's this, it's this, what, what, you know, we haven't even talked about the Mandalorian really, but. Oh it's my like, God. I know. And I, you know, like I got family upstairs. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm saying, That's what, that's what, that's what continually makes these things more remarkable when they, when they when, click, they, when they're you, good, when, when they click and you go, Somebody said, here's the dry erase board. We're going to start here, and here's where it's going to end, and here's the journey along the way, and yeah. this is what it is. There's a plan in place, and it makes sense, and it's done with care. And, and what's, what, I, what, what sort of hurts me <laughs> in embracing things, like I'm tired of the, the, the culture, too, of like we got the, the episode, uh, which was the, the, Rod, the Robert Rodriguez episode, with uh, Boba Fett back in his armor and all this stuff, whatever. Yeah, spectacular. So it's fan freaking tastic. Less than 24 hours later, the term "dad bod Boba Fett" makes its way into the atmosphere, into social media, and I think there's something really fucked up about that. <laughs> it's just everybody's just so on the edge of their chair, waiting to go. Well, where'd you get the paint? How come there's an orange thing there? And where did you get the doesn't make any sense? And you go, if 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 these people existed when these movies came out when we were kids, yeah, they they wouldn't have they wouldn't have been a success. Everybody would just Well, I mean like I've I sat through
0: fifteen years of every time Batman takes his mask off, his black eye makeup is gone. Yes. And you never once like well, we didn't have the internet, but uh you never once went to your friend Well, that's stupid. The whole movie's stupid. Yeah, you know, it's a guy dressed as a bat fighting yes. a guy dressed as a clown in a fake city. But, um, yeah, it's suspension of disbelief, letting things go. We, we tend to, and, and again, it has been a hell of a year, um, we tend to scan for the negative and And that's, um, that's kind of like... The opposite of what escapist entertainment is. This is. That's right.
1: That's this that's is a great. fantasy.
0: And that's, and I want to I want to go I want to circle back because I wanted to kind of make a point. Um, and I've just been trying to like figure it out. <laughs> uh, um, the reason I think that the Mandalorian works, and I feel like the prequels are not as well appreciated, is I, I honestly think the prequels have a great story in there yes to tell i i don't have a problem i think lucas if his strength is anything it is like coming up with the being a visionary and coming up with these concepts and there's actually a decent story in there what i think he needed was someone to kind of like write dialogue and also create some emotional tension i don't think he's big on emotional tension um you know he's kind of a very even keeled fellow like even when he's talking he's very flat and monotone. And everyone, him being the director with the actors, I don't think he's a conflict guy. Um, you know, like some actors, you know, has some directors kind of like punish the actors to get them in the mood. And I don't think that's his forte. And well, I, think, I he... think we would all be thinking differently of the Clone Wars if it broke your heart that Anakin turned into Darth Vader. Well, but And there's... for some people it did. But for the majority of people, they were like, he was a dick for three movies.
1: Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yes he was a, he was a dick for three but the but but that's okay so here you've got these prequels that are going to happen they're a story that doesn't really need to be told because only because we know the outcome uh, yeah up- and that's yeah. another thing that's always a problem with prequels so so, so you lay them out and the decision is this will be a kitty thing this will be a titanic thing and then we'll 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 pick up the slack in the third one, basically. Yeah. It's, he did. And he spent all that time on Jar Jar in a little kid. And he spent all that time on trying to get the Titanic audience, the young audience, which is where, where his head was at. When somebody could have come in and said, I think it's a mistake to start the first if you start the first one with a child. It, you know isn't it creepy with the girl anyway and like it's gonna get weird and then by the time you get to the third one if you start the first one with the two of them being buddies already with anakin and obi-wan meeting or whatever or just meeting or being buddies or whatever it is the darkness gets there a little bit toward the end the second one the darkness starts to that's the turn yeah and the third one There's already they're already in opposition. I mean, this is again, this again, I'm doing what I'm criticizing people for doing kind of. But this is this is so simple in a storytelling process. It's so simple to go, well, what's the payoff? What's the art going to be and what's the payoff? And you're expecting an investment in a little kid we're never going to see again. And then an asshole in the second one. And then this that we're supposed to believe our hearts are going to break when these two guys break up. Yeah. Instead, it could have been, you know, the Leonard and McCartney of, you know, of Star Wars this time. And then something comes in the way and the darkness and whatever. And then it just gets out of control. And there's the legend that we always read about in the third one. Well, that, lot- that's
0: what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't think that The Mandalorian is actually all that great story wise. I find <laughs> it is episodic. And I, w- I enjoyed the journey. Don't get me wrong. Not everything has to connect. But it is just a serialized kind of adventure story that you're not really sure where it's going to go. And, um, but you don't care because you actually care about the characters. And also, it's done in such an interesting way that you want to keep going. Well, it's you know it's With also, the storylines, you know?
1: It's also, and again, I, I, I would say this is one of the strengths. And with, this is something that people would argue and use that term again. It's it's proud to say, yeah, this is we're doing wages of fear here. They're in a truck. And if the if the chemicals get too low, it's dangerous. Oh, and then something just happened. Yeah. You know, you know, it's we're doing, uh, you know, the towering inferno, whatever the whatever, you know, they're all archetypes. They're all yeah. they're all like the characters were in the original. They're, they're mm-hmm. harking back to the original stuff where it's here's the cynical cowboy. You know, here's the 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 princess who's not as uh, in distress as you think the naive farm kid, the wise guy, you know, wise old man, etc. cetera. They're, it's we're getting the same thing. It's, so it's not it's not there's not depth to it in, where that's concerned. They're just doing it very, very well. I mean, yes, I agree. We had a whole we had a whole episode on Raiders of the Lost Ark with, with Ned when, when he was on and. And how much you know we we loved it and everything and I think you saw it and liked it when you when you saw it whatever but whatever it was but 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 the point is there's nothing there's no there's not a lot of depth to Raiders of the Lost Ark Raiders of the Lost Ark is a big budget hybrid of Bond and 40 serials and and I think I think
0: you just basically hit the nail on the head is that this is basically a serial yes and and that's fine there's nothing wrong with a serial um there's a you know I said to my son, because we kind of, like, analyze it and go over it, and it's one of the bonding moments with my son, especially something Star Wars I actually enjoy. Um, and I kind of said to him, I think that if you took both seasons, you could turn them into two-and-a-half-hour movies. Great two-and-a-half-hour movies. Um, because there's a lot of filler in there. You know, the 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 we did the Ice Planet one is a fun episode, but it, it doesn't really go anywhere or do anything. Um but I, I still think there's a lot of, um, you know, it, it's just being, um, it can just be a journey and you'll be happy to go on the ride.
1: And you see, what I, I mean? honestly, I could, while I'm happy that there's a through line and that we're going to get more of it. And I, I know we're going to see that kid again because I just, I can't, I, I, you know, it's hard for me. Honestly, first of all. <laughs> I could I could watch just the show being the two of them on an oh, adventure yeah. every week for for eight seasons. I would never need to have a larger, you know, thing that encompasses the rest of the 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 trilogies or the whatever. I would never need that. I could literally just watch he's he's on a different job every time. He's gotta survive where he's trying yeah, to get the it, it's it's Lone
0: Wolf and Cub, and, and they've Cub. done that incredible balancing act where that kid is cute and they've just somehow made it to the point. They put a little salt in that sweet, you know, he's eating baby frogs and, and that sort of thing. But, um, they've just kind of, they've kept that balancing act of, you know, he, it could be so awful. It's, you know,
1: it's extraordinary how they, they take it just up to the line where you're like, this is, this is, I'm getting so sweet to my stomach here. And then, and then there's a turn They've done such an amazing job with it that when you talked about the, the X-Wing, so the X-Wing comes yeah. in, into shot. And all I'm thinking these last few episodes is if anything happens to this child, if, yeah. they, if, they, if they pull, they've blown up the ship, they've done whatever, if they do anything to this child, which, which nothing is safe. It just seems like, I thought Mandalorian was going to get killed as well. Like What, what are they going to do here? Because I just don't know how safe they're going to play this. So when the X-Wing shows up, my brain did what yours did, but then it instantly went, they're not going to do that. That's just too, they're not going to do, don't be silly. And then you I was, the, I was so in, I was like, and then you get the shots on the do. monitor, the black and white yeah. shots on And I'm still going that could, no, they're not going to do that. And then as soon as they had the shot of the green lightsaber and his black gloved hand, I, and I, I'll admit this on a live podcast that's taped to the world i was sitting here and i started to cry yeah i i I
0: got teary-eyed too
1: mind you i'd had a week but yeah my 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 dog bowie got up from the corner of the couch and walked over to me and put his paws onto my chest and started licking my face which was just and so this is happening. I'm trying to watch the show and I'm starting to lose it. And then when it gets to the scene where it's almost as if the entire show that we've talked about this helmet and not being able to take the helmet off has yeah. all led to this one moment. And when he pulls the thing off, I mean, it's just I was I was a puddle on on the floor. Oh, when, yeah. When he's holding his, you know, when he's holding his leg and he says to Luke, he doesn't want to go with you. And Luke says he's he wants your permission. and then he picks him up and says it's okay don't don't be afraid. it's it's hard to even talk about it because it's like oh yeah no it, it's it's it's
0: uh, it's the end of Harry and the hendersons and and oh uh, uh, old Yeller, you know, it's that whole they
1: they've
0: they've played their cards very very well in terms of of hitting you in the fields. and it also just goes to show you that the show knows what it's doing and you know, yeah,
1: I don't think I was that. I, I I you know I knew when Han came back in force awakens I knew he was gonna oh, die. he's dead yeah yeah, yeah. I know, I, I, Ford, there's no I way because
0: he... Ford, Ford has like he just yeah. wants it, he wants to get he's like heston at the second plan of the Apes movie like get me <laughs>
1: the fuck out of here you gotta you gotta <laughs> give me some weight and, yeah. that, and that I knew it was gonna happen and it still hit and it still kind of hits a bit but not in not not in the same way When he shows up in episode nine and I was in the theater like for a preview thing before the movie came out for episode nine, when when all of a sudden Kylo turns around and there he is. Jesus, I was I was I was a mess again. But this thing, what they did in this show, I would say not since the Wrath of Khan in the theater in 1982, when that scene hit, was I as emotionally hit by something yeah, that, I, I don't uh,
0: think I've ever been emotionally hit by Star Wars as an adult. It just doesn't happen for me, and because um, I, I and again, it's not like I'm mad at Star Wars. I just kind of felt like, all right, maybe this just the, the nostalgia's not there, and um, that was uh, proof that I was wrong, and that that's lovely.
1: Um, it's but, you, it, but you, you know, you said you know this what you said about it's proof that they're doing it right and whatever. It's it's it, it, at its core. We can talk about the characters and we can talk about the backgrounds and what well, does it make sense? This character says this, whatever. It really comes down to storytelling. It comes mm. down to out a story and no. knowing the beats to hit. And if and if that's manipulative, which I don't think it is, I don't think it's I don't think Luke showing up and the, the helmet coming off and all that. I don't think that's manipulative. I see all of it and go. I believe this is who this guy would be at this point in this journey of his life and the bond that he had with this creature, that this makes perfect sense. It's not manipulation to me. It's just good storytelling. And if it's done with that kind of care, then it's just it's going to hit you every time, you know, and it's it's uh, it's just it's it's it was it was it was incredible. The high I talked to Josh Izzo right afterwards. You know, it's funny because. I was talking to Izzo, and uh and he said he I was I was emotional and he was like, Did you see it? Did you see it? And then we started talking. And about 10 minutes into the phone call, he goes, and then that coda. And I went, Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. What 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 do you mean? What coda? And he goes, You didn't you didn't go through the credits? I said, No, I didn't go. He said, hang up the phone. I hung up the phone. And I went back and then watched through the credits and it was like, oh shit, then there's yeah. that thing. You know, it just was a glorious day to go, what a great way to round out, end up in the year where everyone I know that loves this stuff or digs it or even has a passing interest saw this thing and everybody has the same takeaway. Everybody has the same reaction of like, God, wow, did we just get what we just got? What a What a, you know it can happen. You can get those things, you know. It's funny, I was talking to my buddy Paul. He's got two kids, two boys, uh 9 and 7. And uh they they were oof, you know, it, yeah, it hit them too because they've been loving it and watching it. But he said if he if he were to compare it to Endgame, the two of them watching the end of Endgame, he said they 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 were just a mess. Like they couldn't They still they can't watch the end of Endgame. It's not the same thing. So so the MCU is seems to be their their Star Wars. I see that. You know what I mean? Like we've got this we've got all this this baggage from from way back when these things you know the hood comes back and you go Jesus they just did that they just did it. Oh yeah,
0: but like they look Skywalker that's been like the thing for years for us. So I, I I completely understand that. I was surprised just for me because. I, you know, I've been kind of rolling my eyes at Star Wars for some time. And this one's been, like, tough. And, and honestly, I I don't know how deep I'm going to go into the, all the new streaming shows they're planning on doing. Uh, you know, I think this might be my thing, and that's it. And that's fine. Um, good on you, Disney. And I just want to kind of um, talk about the eclectic casting they did on this show. Because you have everything from um, Bill Burr, uh, who I just didn't think would fit. And then he fits in beautifully to Werner Werner Herzog. And I still love saying, shall we have a libation to celebrate the ending of our shared narrative? You know, I feel like he just brought that line with him.
1: Um, And he's got that line. There's a line that he has. It's like, can I see the baby or something? It's something like, you know, may I see the baby or something? Yeah something silly but, and it's it's gold if you if you told me like um you're gonna watch a space
0: a star wars show but it's gonna have amy Sedaris and and uh carl weathers and um i'm just trying to think who else is in this thing yeah i'd just be like yeah
1: whatever you know well uh, i will say i will say i will say now that you mentioned her name that's the only sort of skip on the record for me is amy Sedaris? I love Amy. I love her. I absolutely love her. I feel like she literally walked out of a sketch, you know, w- w- walked out I of a
0: feel like sketch. that's... because you it, know I feel like is a, a huge holiday special fan and I feel she's Art Carney.
1: Well, didn't he didn't he also put her in wasn't she in uh, wasn't she in Elf? Didn't he do Elf?
0: Yeah, he did Elf. I don't know where she is in Elf, but She's um, not an
1: Elf. I forget. I thought they had a background or something. But she, I love her. She's terrific, but I just feel like there was just this big I, I
0: actually like her better in this than on Kimmy Schmidt. I couldn't stand her on Kimmy Schmidt, but this I thought she fit. I didn't
1: see much of that. No, I it's again, that's a, that's not even a gripe. She is an wife. elf. I I don't know who she plays an elf, but she's That's an elf. not even a gripe on my part. I'm just saying no, no. that first episode and and, and of her, the little
0: the little the little like I was worried because Star Wars fandom shows they they tend to do what I think the red letter meter guys call is like I know what that is, you know, like by putting an ATST and Rogue One or and and it gets a little much with the the you know the the drops, but they did interesting drops. Um you know, they, they, putting the Kenner Imperial Troop Transport in the show was like okay, not not you know, you got to be a kid of a certain age to know what the hell that is and that's well, awesome.
1: But there you go. There, there you go. The Red Letter Media guys are perfect examples. They're, I'm sure they're, 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 they, they were funny at first to me, and they they're out there, and God bless them. You know, I hope they they're there forever. Th- that just that I just don't understand that mentality. It's like oh. if you if you do if you do a show like Stranger Things, let's say, and I think when the, the, I'm talking about let's say the first season of Stranger Things, you knew the setting, you knew the period, whatever. I never felt like it was. Hey, guys, here's my Mr. T cereal. Who wants to play with my Rubik's Cube? Have you got the Atari ET game yet? It's going to be huge. I never felt it was this constant barrage of we're telling you what year it is, etc. But it, it had little drops, and you go, yeah, that makes sense. That's kind of what the the kids – he would be still wearing flared jeans in an 82, whatever it was. And, you know, there's there's detail there. I don't know why it's a bad thing to have – oh you know uh, something that's in this universe um that shows up or whatever if it's if it's like like okay like the 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 rocket firing boba fett i mean i'm watching i'm sitting watching a show seeing a character bend over right the just the way the artwork is for the action figure on the back of the card that we had a sticker over it and the rocket shoots off like i never thought i'd see this in my lifetime i know exactly yeah. i know exactly what they're doing you know a 10 year old wouldn't but i know and if I'm a section of the population that's been supporting this thing and loving this thing forever, I don't know why that's such a. Oh, look, I know what that is. Like, why that's a. I don't know why that's a negative. I, I, I really don't. I feel like. I, can, it's, I can, Yeah. I, I don't know. I
0: kind of. I kind of see both points of it. Sometimes it's fun, but other times it feels a bit tacked on. And I, I wasn't a big fan of Rogue One. Uh, so that one. Um. I think that one I just felt like it was it, it, it was more deserving. Whereas, where the Mandalorian, I find that, that it was kind of more fitting because it was set in that era, and I enjoyed the little you know the little nods and seeing things like speeder bikes again and, and that sort of.
1: Thing. Yeah, I mean, again, I, again, if it's heavy-handed and if it's like just 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 hitting you in the face all the time, I, I'm in complete agreement. But if it's like that that thing that Favreau's going. I know this container that the Best Car is in that Werner Herzog is going to hand off is the same ice cream maker container that the guy runs through Bespin with that they made an action figure out of, this ridiculous thing that Ice cream man, yeah. You know, I go... uh, You know, I actually had to have that explained to me. I didn't really understand that, and I'm I'm totally fine with it. I don't think it's a bad thing to give people that stuff. And Favreau... Favreau is a guy that clearly loves this stuff. And I think, this is another thing I want to point out about the show, Fil- Filoni, Favreau. When you see them talk or you hear them, and again, I think Filoni's terrific. Like I say, Clone Wars, I'm like, eh. Rebels, Rebels to me, season two forward really took off, and that's where I think he sort of came into to his own. But I think the balance is great because I get the sense that Filoni's the guy that goes, here's the combination of the safe and the thing when the thing happened. And Favreau's the guy that goes, you know what, Dave? That might be just a little too inside baseball. Too deep, yeah. But Do this thing because this shit I recognize and know, and he know, and that's the popcorn, and he knows what the popcorn is, and he knows how to how to deliver it. I think, like he's, yeah. he, it's just, it's, it's, it's a good
0: balance. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great it's, balance. It's it's uh, it's not too deep on e- any either side, and I think that's what's wonderful about it. Um, I just can't believe how into it i got and okay. i also would like to say the length is liberating you know like an episode can be 35 minutes or it can be an hour it needs to tell its story and that may be one of the biggest strengths the show has because yeah I it doesn't have to be an hour and you know I mean,
1: where it's going to go or how it's going to like the the boba fett one i think was about 36 minutes or something and mm-hmm. i went Really? Because it felt like it felt like like a, a 45 minute episode. It was so dense and so much was happening. But it was just it was by in a, in, a, in a blink. Um, also, that sequence in the in the in the finale with those. Um, what are they? Death troopers? Is that what? No, they're not death troopers. They're called uh, dark troopers or death troopers.
0: The, the Baron are looking guys. Yeah. The Baron
1: Karza ones. That whole sequence, because I watched it again, and I'm not sure how many times I can watch it because I start to get emotional. That whole sequence of Luke, and 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 the 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 the, the storyboarding of it, mm. the you know, oh, they're coming. Look, now there's a whole platoon of them, and now this, and now that, and even the fight when Mandalorian's fighting the One. That whole thing, like the doors are closed and he gets them out the thing, and then the thing and the thing. It's just this masterclass in how to build tension and 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 then when you get to that payoff it's like you're out of breath you know mm-hmm. it's, you know something's coming i mean we all you know we get the, the teasers and we saw the previous ones where pretty much knew something was coming that probably was going to save these guys in in the in the cockpit and can we also talk about how amazing Giancarlo Esposito has always been but how perfect he is in this show like he's just he, he's a very consistent villain. There was a point
0: where I actually thought he, well, especially over um, who we did get to play Lex Luthor. I thought he would be an interesting Lex Luthor because he kind of is Lex Luthor. He's always this kind of emotional, critical thinker villain. Yeah. And, and he plays yeah. that so incredibly well. Oh, um, I, I like him in the, I like him in the series begrudgingly. Uh. I would like to know why he's dressed like Darth Vader, <laughs> but, um,
1: He's, um, it's, he's a, well, he's a fetishist. I thought that was. Pretty oh, odd.
0: okay. I didn't know.
1: Is that not, um, don't, no. be, don't be prejudiced. They have fetishists in that universe too. I mean, you know, He's going you know to live his best he, life. I'm like, sorry. It's like, he's wearing a, uh, you know, a, a, you know, a journey t-shirt or, or triumph t-shirt, you know, it's like, he, he really digs this guy's work and he wants to pay homage. And he's like, I went to the, the, the last tour and i'm keeping the t-shirt this is what i'm wearing from now on
0: thanks for explaining that <laughs> I, I was really confused
1: um <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i i i'm i really don't have a lot to offer because um it's just it it worked on so many levels for me it's got great great effects um oh the music too Holy The mu- the music choice is brilliant it's it's God. definitely reminiscent of spaghetti westerns oh yeah but um you know, so was Star Wars and of course the Lone Wolf and Cub thing is indicative of Samurai, which of course is what Star Wars roots are as well. Really? I also loved that out of oh, I don't know how many episodes we have, it wasn't there were only two Jedi's in the whole thing. Yeah. Um I find Jedi's boring. Uh, well, and
1: that exactly why it took me so long to finish Clone Wars, I just don't care about the council or about everybody talking like it's Cod Shakespeare. And like, I just it's it's boring to me. I don't I don't care. But give me that's why in in the in the Rebels series, there is a, you know, a a Jedi ish character, the 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 lead guy. And then there's the young kid who he starts to kind of train a bit and force comes into play, etc. You get that. But you also get this adventure series that that for me, at this point, maybe the closest I'm ever going to get to the Saturday morning cartoon I wanted to have between, you know, 77 and 80. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah. yeah. We know, all wanted it, that. Because it, it's got that feel to it. And it's yeah. kinda, oh, we got to We got to steal the, you know, the, the plutonium from this you know facility and then blow it up and get out of here kind of thing. Their missions. But there's a through line, and it's very similar to the way they've laid out Mandalorian, I think.
0: Yeah, with- it, it, I think the best comparison I've made to it is it feels like a really good Marvel Star Wars comic. And I oh, love yeah. Marvel Star Wars comics when I was a kid. I I have nothing but fond memories for them. Um, and there, I was telling my son about how disappointed I was in Return of the Jedi because prior to Return of the Jedi, they did a three-issue arc where they were building a new Death Star, but it was called the Tarkin.
1: That's right.
0: And I can really remember reading that. I was, like, probably 10 or 11. And being on, like, I can't wait for the next issue. This is amazing. This is one of the best. Like, the space battles felt real. And Mm -hmm. I I can honestly remember cheering that comic. And Mm. um, I didn't feel Return of the Jedi was as good as that comic because they that they nailed it and
1: um well, and it was funny. just a
0: really cool story you remember that that story arc as well
1: yep. I remember the Tarkin. i remember it being well i remember it coming up years later in some article i was reading i don't know where it was but it was saying that you know the things that there were things that that marvel would sort of submit to lucasfilm and say well this is where we're thinking of going with this can we do this and they'd say no no don't don't do that like it was kind of saying we might go there someday or whatever in this next thing, and the Tarkin was this weird gray area or something. But I remember I remember that I remember those. It was it was like 81 or 80.
0: Yeah, 80, it, I, I would have been 10 or 11 when that came out. I could I can picture myself reading it on my front lawn, like walking to the store. The new Star Wars comic was there, and I I couldn't wait well,
1: because, funny it because it was
0: that storyline.
1: The Marvel the Marvel stuff because I remember when when Solo. Uh, hit um, DVD. Um, Lawrence Kasdan, I think his son John, it's got two kids that are writers, but Jake is one of them, and John's the one who did this with him. He put out this, you know, 40 this list of 40 things. Like now that it's hitting DVD and that everyone's seen it, it's going to whatever. I just want to let you know here's some background on how we wrote this story. And there's that scene when they go down to the planet to steal the, um, you know, the unobtanium or whatever it's called that they're going to put onto the Millennium Falcon on the spice, with spice mines. Um, And there's this shot where like, you know, Chewie gets out, they free the slaves and then Han is out there. And there's this shot where Lando comes out of the Falcon and he yells to Han and says, Han, which is great that he always called him Han because that's what,
0: (laughs) that's what Lando
1: called him. And he tosses him a blaster and and Han grabs it and they're both shooting underneath the Falcon, you know, shooting at the bad guys. And Kevin said that was literally in my mind it was that is the cover of a marvel comic yes that is the cover of a marvel star wars and there comic. would
0: be a, there would be a word balloon we've got to stop this or we're yes. sunk
1: you know like yes yeah so fuck yes absolutely that's what that's what these things can feel because the like you say about the Jedi, i feel the same way it's like there there are so many other stories to tell in this in this universe yeah. and think what's fun about this is, yeah, now we're seeing that it does come around to some bigger things and characters in it. I didn't think it was going to go the way that it that it did, that we were going to get what we got. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be an adventure thing. But the idea is that there are these backwater towns and there's little missions and little things you can do, and that's kind of what, again, that's that's a great, the Marvel comic is a great thing to bring up because that's kind of what what Rebels kind of feels like. And if you're gonna watch, if you guys are gonna watch it, or if you haven't. I would say just just go right to season two, because it's just that's when it really starts to take off. Um, they also start to bring in a lot of original Macquarie designs that never got used. Um, you know, like like the one character looks like the original, you know, the early Chewbacca and stuff like that. And that's fun. And that Ice Planet thing, that big spider creature is a Macquarie, yeah, Macquarie design. Yeah, we-
0: I know that. My my son is my little um Pop up video guy and tells me all this stuff um, and That's- it's a nice bonding moment and that might also be why I'm enjoying it. But having said that, um, I gotta go be
1: with my family. Go be with your family before they. So before they-
0: we just wanted to get this one out there, guys. We're gonna do bring back the retro awards in January, but we wanted to do one episode just to end the year and we hope you enjoyed it and uh, Happy I, New Year from us. And- I
1: don't I don't have a family to go be with, but I'll be fine. I'm all right. sorry,
0: I could have you over, but it might be a bit of a walk. Um, I'm, on my,
1: I'm on my way. Okay. Um. Happy New Year to you, sir, and your family. Yeah. Uh, all the best in 2021. I'm sure Whoa. we'll talk in 2021 <laughs> at some Here's point. Here's to
0: better days. i would probably talk to you tomorrow, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm. Hey, listen, my schedule's open at this yeah, point. I'm mine pretty, too. I'm pretty open. Um, yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you for all the support and all the listening and all the feedback we We love the feedback. I love it because I'm an egotist. Uh, Brian loves it because um, he. I'm also an egotist and wants to and wants to better himself constantly. Yeah. So please, you know, give us any and all um, uh, uh, words of wisdom. We appreciate it. We're gonna uh,
0: get so many angry letters from the one guy (laughs) who loves Frank Miller's The Spirit (laughs) (laughs) and The Last Jedi, my two favorite movies.
1: The Last Jedi and The Spirit. You guys suck. (laughs)
0: <laughs> one time i made fun of scrappy do and i i ran afoul of scrappy do's like number one fan who's just had it and i was that like the the straw that broke the
1: camel's back
0: and he just unleashed hell upon me and I, get, I honestly is,
1: i couldn't take handle, it seriously was his handle do scrappy 78 oh god
0: who knows i just remember i just remember um i just remember thinking like i'm not getting involved like the, <laughs> there's so little i will fight over these days and uh that's fine dude you can call me whatever you want yeah
1: yeah. you're not like i'm not going to die on the scrappy dew hill yeah
0: yeah yeah and and you're also not going to convince me there's anything of merit there you know oh god is that a hot take i hope i don't offend anyone (laughs) well we'll see let's get this
1: episode up and see what happens
0: all right well have at me
1: anyway (laughs) happy new year guys all right happy new year